Hello again and welcome to our podcast, Conversations in Noosa. My name is John Caruso. The rise of craft breweries and independent brewers has been phenomenal over the last five years. Brothers Lance and Craig Masterton from Heads of Noosa Taproom have always had a passion for beer, brewing and diarising their results, sometimes as many as three to four hundred times, making absolutely sure that the flavour profiles are palatable and to their liking. Why did the brothers decide to go so big when building the large brewing facility in Reedy Street, Noosa? What are the goals for the brand in the next five years? And who's responsible for that outstanding Japanese lager that they have on tap? In my humble opinion, I reckon it's one of the finest beers I've tasted in a very long time. Please excuse the sound of the uh, delivery trucks in the background. This podcast was recorded on site at the brewery in Reedy Street in Noosa. Queensland born and bred. Um, born and grew up in Brisbane, north side. Um, used to holiday up the coast a lot and always sort of had an affinity with the area. Um, so yeah, when, when we started talking about, um, you know, peace and a brewery together, it was like, well, now's our chance to move and, you know, end up where we want to be. So that's, that's what sort of drove it all. Was beer always your passion? Definitely always loved drinking it. It's something that's um, perfect for the Queensland climate. You know, that cold drink that's um, not too sweet. I sort of went away from the sweeter drinks earlier in life and um, yeah I think since early 20s I've sort of been uh, enjoying a beer on most most weekends. What drove your interest in, in, in beer Lance? Uh, yeah I look personally I think I'm, I'm a bit of a social sort of person or have been in the past at least anyway and enjoyed a beer with, with mates and, and the camaraderie the, the camaraderie that came along with it so um, yeah just sort of naturally grew into a, into a passion and yeah, it's I know Craig's background was trading stocks before you got into brewery, is that right? Yeah, what yeah. was your background, Lance? Uh, yeah, so I, I was playing a lot of golf as a young fella. I uh, got into landscaping after that, and then I was at a loose end when that uh, job finished up. So that Craig actually showed me the ropes in the, in the share market as well. So probably the last six, seven odd years before we were looking into the breweries, um, I, was, I was trading in the share market as well. And what was the catalyst behind going, okay, let's do it? Let's press the green button. Let's let's build a brewery. Let's brew a bit of beer in the garage. How did it kind of evolve? Uh, we started off, yeah, basically just brewing beer and like seeing what's happening with the craft beer industry, basically. And then we decided to start brewing our own beer. Um, and then that grew into well, let's look, let's look at starting a brewery. But it all came back to the beer. We were focused on trying to brew good beer and, and make sure that we could before we before we got into putting a brewery together. Uh, so it was a lot, of, a lot of time, there was probably four or five years at least there where we were just brewing, making sure that we could brew good beer. Um, and that's the beers that are drinking on tap today. Yeah. It's the beers that we developed at that stage. <laughs> Ambience. <laughs> another, another delivery coming in. When you talk about getting, the, getting it right, what were you looking for or, or waiting to take, like on your palate, what what was kind of the ingredients that you were after? Look, something that was unique um, and balance, balance overall in every beer that we do. Uh, not allowing one component of the beer to outweigh all the others, they all work in unison. Um, and basically taste, taste great, yeah, some, something that we could drink as well. How do you make those you know those slight changes in the brewing process to come up with a taste that's unique 
for a particular style of beer. I think, I think a lot of it early on certainly was trial and error. And from that, you know, you make, make some mistakes early on. We did, I don't know, three or four hundred sort of recorded brews on the small scale before we even touched this one. So each time, you know, we'd notice something that we weren't quite fond of. We'd go and research it. And like what? Can you just give me a little bit of an insight? Like on your palate, like you taste it and you go, oh, that's too... Oh, like oh, astringent. Yeah. Astringent, um, sweet. Yeah, there were a lot, of, a lot of profiles that came up that didn't really lend themselves to what we were trying to create um, in a good lager. Even down to the smoothness of the bitterness. Yeah. For example, and trialling different hops there and that sort of thing. So that was all try it see how it is if it's not close why not and yeah what do we do to change it and where do we want it how did you so you said you what three or four hundred brews did you diarize the outcomes of each one like how did you how did yeah. you step closer to the kind of brew that you wanted to make yeah it was all just re record keeping one i mean the big part of it was putting together a little kit that half replicated as much as you can what you can do on a bigger system commercial system um, and then it was all down to recording making you know meticulous sort of notes on what we were doing each time so that we go back over it and and just you know pinpoint maybe some areas that we might want to look at changing yeah. and again were you striving for something in particular uh, in, each, in each beer yeah yeah, yeah each beer is different yeah really and that's why I think we, we've got a range of beers in there you know to sort of please different um, aspects of what we're what we're trying to bring to, to everybody um, and each beer has its own own sort of personality that uh, whether it be sort of caramel caramel toffee notes in there um, whether it's really clean fermented um, or has hops at the front of it it's all it's all there for a different different sort of drinker so from different backgrounds and then you started to play around with, with stocks and a bit of technical trading, two brothers came together and said, okay, we're, we're, going to do a, we're going to do a brewery. Who else is involved in the project? Did you have to go out and look for investors and other partners in the business? Yeah, look, we're lucky enough, um, our folks are our landlords. So uh, we're all at two, two advantages there that we've got a good relationship with those guys. Um, but also we're able to, able to build the building from the ground up so uh, you know, getting getting all the infrastructure in place where we need it was it's a great benefit for us. And, and why this size, Lance and Craig? I mean, I, I know there are other breweries of similar size, but when you look at some other independent brewer and craft brewers around, they're very small operations. What was the intention behind going to this size straight off the ground? I mean, that's really ambitious, right? Lagers take longer, so to brew a good lager, that you need time. Yeah, uh, something that can't really be rushed. So even though it looks big, its output is possibly comparable to something a fair bit smaller. Um, but we did it all with quality in mind the other day. And the long-term goal must be, you want to get this brew and the, the varieties of brew, brews that you do to export, to, to have them stocked locally and what, interstate, would you send them interstate? Yeah, look, it's all it's all uh, part of the plan down the track. But look, for right right now, we're um, we're really trying to focus on the local area, the Sunshine Coast, um, and we're just starting to push into Brisbane now uh, at a very small scale. So yeah, all in good time. Look, it's about getting it right up front, and then being able to back up what you're doing to be able to move into those markets. Ambience. It's quite annoying. <laughs> it's, it's every time Lance talks. Yeah. <laughs> 
what was the level of confidence in terms of okay because when you start thinking about it there's a lot of breweries and micro breweries on the coast isn't there yeah a, a lot for this geographic size uh, it's probably in line I, I would think with other areas we, we lagged there for a long time on the sunny coast and now it's only really and just then it seemed up. like it just went yeah. boom everywhere there's the, exactly. there's a brewery so was that a concern to go well is it oversaturated or is it where are we on that wave or that peak of, of as, as craft brewers we're still such a small part of the market and I don't know the exact recent figures, 7%, but it's yeah, seven percent by volume. I think in, by value, it's maybe closer to thirteen or fourteen, something like that. Um, so there's still so much room for all of us to grow, and I think there's a big drive there from the consumer that they care where their product comes from, who owns it, and who makes it, and they really want to know that there's a real person behind it. I think it's a big thing yeah. these days. So yeah, I mean it. Definitely, there's only so many sort of taps out there, that side of it, uh, and there's only so much, you know, fridge space as well. So yeah, it is, you know, you got to sort of uh, prove those people that they should have your product in. And what's your pitch when you go to retailers and uh, pubs and? It comes back to the beer, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the quality of the beer. Yeah. Yeah. And point of difference too, focusing on the lagers, is a big thing for us, and it's um, something we're set up to do with this kit as well. Um, yeah, which which probably sets us apart a, a bit. You, did, you just celebrated your first birthday. Congratulations on that, because in any business, um, you know the first 12, 24 months are the are the, are the hardest. What learnings uh, have you have you experienced and challenges and any changes to the operation in the way you brew, in the the way you send your beer out, the way you you meet the market? Oh, there's little little tweaks every day. I think it's. Yeah, one of those things you never stop learning. Um, yeah, if you I don't think adapt, a big thing die. is to be, um, you know, you, you really have to have that product first and foremost before you before you sort of start to push it in any way. Um, so many things can happen on on the in the brewing process, and you know the final taste is what is what you're selling. So you have to be confident in that. So if anything, I'd say you take more time, let yourself more time. Um, to get things right and make sure it's right. Yeah. Any yeah. new goals or directions from, from what you've learned in the past 12 months in terms of where you want to go and what you want to do? Do you want to add more lagers, more different beers to the, the menu? Yeah, look, I think we'll add, um, we'll start to add some seasonal beers, yeah. um, have some fun with that side of things. Um, but really just continuing to make consistent and, and good quality beer is, is where the focus is at the moment and, and has been from the start really. So yeah, we're, we're really on track with what we planned, yeah. you know, a little fair while ago really. Brisbane boys, and I know you said to start with that your holiday here early on, but was, was there any other reason why you guys chose Noosa as a, as a spot for the brewery? Uh, at the time when we first started looking, there wasn't, as you alluded to, there's a lot of breweries on the Sunshine Coast. There wasn't a lot up here when we started looking, you know, eight, eight odd years ago. Uh, that far ago, that yeah. far back, you were, you were looking for a location? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that was a big point of difference there. Um, but plus also the brand that Noosa, Noosa has itself is, is a great importance to us. And, you know, actually putting out beer that can represent Noosa as well something that we have been focused on um, to, to align with that great brand of Musa. Yeah, so. and, and the eventual lifestyle once we have some free time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I ask how, how much work, like how many hours would you be putting in a week? And getting any new business up and running is is difficult, hard on relationships, and, and is it a 60-hour yeah. week, an 80-hour work? What kind of... 
Oh, look, in the beginning there, it's you, you keep going until the job's done. I think we're just at a point now. I mean, we're still pushing hard, but, you know, we are getting some sleep at night and had other things, half a day off on the weekends. <laughs> I'll do a few more hours than Craig, but... <laughs> Where do you see the brand in five years? Uh, look, hopefully, um, well, hopefully we're up and down the east coast of Australia. Um, and have got a good name out there where everyone knows it's, it's a quality product. That's that's a big focus. You had a big, uh, you know, a big national brewer come in and offer you a bucket load of money to uh, <laughs> to, to to buy out the operation. What would your thoughts and feelings be on that? Look, I've got young kids. Um, I ideally would like it to go down the, the generations. You know, hopefully it turns into a family brewery um, and we can grow from there. Look, I think you're naive to never say never to anything. It, it, but look at that it's not the focus the focus is is for us to um, to to put our passion into something that we enjoy and and then we've got the um, generations behind us that, that hopefully are able to follow up yeah yeah and we cer- certainly haven't gone into it with that intention with that I intention. tell I tell people who asked that I get asked it quite a bit because there's some nice stories out there of little brewers that have started up and then yeah. Been offered a bucket load of cash and then have been bought out by a big 100%. brand. But those those big brands, they buy brands, not breweries. And if we if we were interested in that, we would have set something up a whole lot smaller, build that brand, and then sell that on. So yeah, yeah, we're in boots and all. Look, at the end of the day, the brand comes down for us about doing doing lagers. Um, that's what we're doing at the moment. It's what we're, we're doing well. Um, we also the majority of our beers are malt forward in in flavour profile. So the malt generates the um, the actual majority of the flavour in, in the beers, which is different to what's out there. So the malt, the malt makes up the, the major uh, flavour characteristics of the beer. Oh, okay, um, yeah. A lot of the um, craft breweries around the world have, have long focused on hops, adding that, that unique flavour yep. to the beer, where we've, we've gone back to, to relying on the malt. Um, for the most part. For the most part, yeah. We do have an IPL, which is, which is hop forward in flavour. Because um, an IPL is, is, is very hoppy, right, isn't it? Uh, like it's, yeah, it's, well, it's derived from an IPA, uh, which is an ale, uh, which is which is generally really hoppy. Um, so uh, we've sort of we've worked that into a lager style. So the I, IPL stands for India Pale Lager. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't the idea behind that it was uh, when they were transported on the boats, they used to extra hops in it to make it last. Yeah, there's there's a, a few stories. Is, is that yeah, by the still, IPA? And I still don't know which one's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, you hear that one a bit, yeah. The UK going over to India. Yep. I think uh, I think your Japanese lager is one of the, the finest beers I've ever tasted. Like who worked on that? Like who worked on? Yeah, that was mostly me. Yeah, <laughs> some my passion there. Yeah, like yeah. just crisp, clean. It's a really that's what it's all about. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> and the, what makes it Japanese in style is that it's got a component of rice. So. Um, it, the rice itself is a very neutral flavour, uh, yep. but it adds this lovely uh, light, crisp body to the beer. Um, so you really need to be fermenting uh, really cleanly to get to get a good result at the end of it. Um, so you're tasting that delicate malt profile in it, um, but you get that uh, really light, crisp body to it as well. 
brothers Lance and Craig Masterton from uh, Heads of Noosa Tap Room in Noosa there talking about their uh, brand new facility that's uh, only been open about a year, just over a year. They celebrated uh, their first birthday a couple of weeks ago. All right, if you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to share the podcast around on your social media networks and rate and review the podcast and uh, give us a star, a couple of stars, maybe a five-star review if you're listening to us on uh, Apple or Wooshka or Stitcher. Until next time, take care.